when I work with people, business owners is making sure that your business is aligned with your life. And that can change from season to season. Right. And I, I know that because I had to go through it. It's not about the tactic or the strategy. It's like, where are you at in your life? What do you want for yourself and your business? And how can we, what can we do? What are the things, the strategies we can use that are going to align with where you want your business to be? Hello, welcome to Monetizing Mompreneurs podcast, where I take you behind the scenes with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, moms, working professionals, and amazing people pursuing their passions and going for their dreams. And I'm your host, Linda Mendable. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. This week, if you're listening to this, when this episode goes live, this week, we are hosting Monetizing Mompreneur Summit. Get your free ticket and join us live for the summit. Now, I just wanted to say thank you so much for giving me the honor and pleasure in being in your earbuds this past year. This is going to be the last episode of 2023. And I just want to thank you so much for sticking with me. Please sign up for the newsletter so you don't miss an update because we're doing amazing, amazing things this 2024. And please connect with me on Instagram. Follow me on IG. That's where I like to be. I love posting the behind the scenes, but I hope to see you next year and I will be back. I don't, I still don't know if I'm going to be back on the podcast or YouTube. I know, I know, but YouTube is big right now. YouTube, I mean, it's always been big, right? But thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for so much for listening and please grab your free ticket and get plugged in. Join us in our FB group. It's a free group at facebook.com slash groups slash monetizing mompreneurs. Heather Crabtree is consultant and growth strategist at Your Savvy Business, has helped experienced service pros transform their business for over 12 years with tailored strategies, accountability, and customized action plans without compromising their goals, priorities, and values, or sacrificing their boundaries. Formerly an attorney and owner of a successful event planning company, she is the founder of Heather Crabtree, Your Savvy Business, TM, and has been an entrepreneur for 20 years. She is a mama, wife, lover of people, encourager, and optimist. Now, Heather, we have already pre-chatted and Heather has such, uh, so look at it, a plethora of knowledge and <laughs> insight. So I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. Heather, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Linda. Oh, thank you for being here. So for people that don't know you, tell us a little bit about you and your journey until this point right now. Yeah. As, as you just said, I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years, so let's make it short because that could be a really long, that could be a whole session in itself. Uh, so I started off in law and when I was in law school, my father passed away, um, my third year of law school and that, and then, 
a month later, September 11th happened. So I'm also showing my age. Um, but I was in my early twenties and I, it, it was a shifting point for me of like, I really love the education of law, but when I started in working for the law firms, I did not love it. And it was a time where we, if people think as an attorney, you get paid a lot and I wasn't getting paid a lot and I had a ton of debt and I was just like, I was working, um, you know, really long hours, 70 hours a week. And I was just like, I don't, I really want to be a mom. Like I knew I've always known that I wanted to be a mama and I couldn't see how this was going to work. Um, because when I give myself to something, I give myself to something to it all. And, uh, I knew that I was going to be giving to this job and, um, it just doesn't, it wasn't, it wasn't feeling right. And I thought, you know, this was actually my father's dream, not mine. And so I tried it for a year and a half and I did not like it. And so I was like, okay, what am I going to do? And I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just thought I would own a law firm. So uh, I was like, okay, I have like $400 to use. I had no, again, people think, oh, she was an attorney. She, no, I was in so much debt, so much debt. And I was like, I have $400 that I can use. I used it to buy a computer and I started my event planning company. I had no knowledge of the event planning world at all. <laughs> I lived, I had just moved to Phoenix, Arizona. So I knew no one. I had no family here. And I was like, we're going to make this work. And I guess that's kind of been my motto through my whole life. Um, I've had a lot of people pass away in my life um, and to like, you know, a lot of stuff happening that my dad passed away and then all those things were happening. I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to just make it happen. I don't know how, but I know, I know that I can, I know I have what it takes. And I think I was lucky that I was given that for my parents. They always instilled that into us. Like you can, you can do it and just, you know, it might be hard. It might not be an easy path, but you'll make it through. Like you'll endure. And so I was like, okay, let's go. And so I uh, started an event planning company. I uh, grew that. I got a business partner who bought 50% of the company halfway in because I had just had my first child, uh, my first daughter, London. And I was like, what am I doing? I can't do all this myself. So we grew the company even more. And during that time, is actually when I started coaching part-time because people in the event industry were asking me, how are you doing this? Because at the time, no one really had business partners. It, they weren't like growing. It was kind of like a solo one event planner that ran the thing is how it worked. And so I said, okay, let's do this. I have a business degree. I have a law degree. Like I know, I didn't know, I had, did not have a coaching certification. Like but I just knew I love business and I always have. And so I said, okay, let's do this. And so I started coaching while I was running the business with my partner, business partner. Um, and then in 2014, we sold the business and I went full-time coaching. And so I've been coaching for the past 12 years. Wow. <laughs> what a story. I mean, there's so many different facets that we can touch point. And I want to talk a little bit about kind of like, business partners yeah you know like they were the right partner mm -hmm. how did you split 
yeah. finances and so actually what in this particular situation um she was a bride a client of mine and she had a really amazing uh job she was working in the pharmaceutical industry but she was like me was like i i'm working so many hours and i'm making great money but i want to start a family and I want to do something that's fun. And for me, people always ask me, well, how did you go from law to, to event planning? And I said, it, because I'm a, I am a right and a left brain person. I am very, very, I love create like the creativity of things. And we'll talk about how that comes into play now in my business. But I was like, this just, it sounds, it's so far from what I did with law, but I, that's why I loved it. I was like, I need this creative aspect and the the legal part obviously helped right with everything I did in business but so she was a client of mine who I just adored she was wonderful and I did her wedding and then afterwards she was like you know have you ever thought about this and I hadn't I had never thought about having a business partner and I was like okay let's We've talked about it and I just felt good about it and I think the reason why is because we knew our roles were different like at the time you know, um, I was into like social media and to blogging. I loved doing all that side of it. And she was like, okay, I can do the finances and all that stuff. And I was like, cool. I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, and so it just worked out. So we, she bought, um, half my company and, um, we became, we actually became 50, 50 partners. That was part of the deal to come in. And so, you know, that was, that was, that can be tricky because if it's your business that you've had, but she was putting a lot of money in. And I was like, you know, I am just, my personality is like, I'm not here for the money part of it. I want the money, right? Money is great. We need money to do all the things. Um, and I know we're going to make money. So that, that I wasn't worried about. And so we, she came in 50, 50 partner. We, we did the whole like operating agreement and who does what and what, you know, and you know, you had to get disability and death insurance on each other. Like all these things I had never done and thought about. It was like, whoa, real life adult stuff was happening. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was interesting. And then we sold it in 2014 to actually one of our associate planners. So. Wow. So you're a comp competition. Oh no. no she, exactly. she worked for us. Yeah. She was just oh, an wow. associate planner for us underneath us. And she was like, I want to I want to buy it. Would you guys be willing? And I knew years before that, that I was ready to move in full-time to coaching and getting back into the like really full-time business world because I wanted my weekends back too. like in the event planning world, it's just a lot of weekends. So I was like, no, I I'm, I'm good. And at that time I was pregnant with my son, my second child. So I was like, it, it just works out. And um, yeah, that's kind of how that journey happened. Wow. So you sold a company yeah. had a business partner and and how long were you guys business partners for we were partners for about let's see six six years yeah I think I oh. had the uh, yeah almost I had the business almost six years when she came in and then we were business partners for six years and then we had planners that worked underneath us wow that's that's a big company that yeah, was, that was big. it was cool it was fun and I loved it and I learned so much from it because we had a physical office in Scottsdale, Arizona. And like, you know, it was just a different time of my life though. It was kind of before our life exploded a little bit. So it, um, I was able to do that. 
and it taps into what you're currently doing now. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. Yeah. So when I started this business, I actually started with a Facebook group and I grew that Facebook group from zero to about 25,000 members. And that allowed me to go into um, group coach. Well, I actually started with a course that I did and I love, I'm a systems person too. Like I'm very, I like organized, like systems, workflows are very important to me. And it's just how my, I think my analytical legal brain works. Things have to be in order. If I don't have like workflows and a schedule, like it's not going to get done. If it's not on my calendar in my, our tickets, you know, like our click up or, you know, it's just not going to get done. Yes. Yes. I love ClickUp too. We use ClickUp. So um, I started off with a course and I sold that course. And then I started, and then I was also doing one-on-one consulting or coaching. Um, And then I moved into group coaching after that. So this was many, many, many years ago. Um, And I did that a lot. I did a very, a lot of it. So I would do those twice a year because they were six months containers. And then, um, I hosted a conference, a sold out conference that I did. And for women in business, it was called the savvy experience because my Facebook group was called savvy business owners, which is now why my podcast is called your savvy business. It's kind of like (laughs) evolved itself through the years. Um, and through that conference and I sold on the back end of that, the next round of the group coaching, and then that, 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 so that was in August of that year. And then the next January, I started a membership and I launched that with like 350 members. And then everything went for a turn because about two weeks after I launched the membership, my daughter, my oldest was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And that really shifted everything for us. So I'm sorry of like all the things that you have gone through, but I admire your strength and your courage to show up and to share, you know, and to, you know, let others that are going, I'm sure you, you, uh, many have reached out to you about your, you know, and, and there's more to the story. So people that don't, I followed Heather for a very long time been following you for a very long time I think I'm in your Facebook group yeah. and you know and I and you're always showing up and you're always just very transparent with your audience letting them know where you're at in your life and so in that transition what did you do so you had that horrible news yeah what did you do what did you so I so at that point I was at the end of running the six-month group program so we finished that out. I li- I had to miss one call, but I still was making them. But obviously my priority was with my family and my daughter. Um, Cause we had to go right into like intense chemotherapy and radiation and surgeries. And that first year we did two stem cell transplants that she had to be in isolation for. It, it just was, it was it was something I was not prepared for. And I feel now that like, I, I have my, I feel like I have my doctorate in law and also my doctor doctor's education as and a nurse. I'm, I'm not one, but I just, I learned so much that first year as a mama, you know, and just advocating for my child, um, my husband, both my husband and I, he was, you know, he's been very 
integral in, in, in it all as well. And so at that time we were doing the, I was doing the six month program. So we finished that in March. She was diagnosed in February. Um, so I missed the one call and, and then we were done with that. And then the membership, which I had just started, thankfully I had planned it all out and I had a business manager and a team of people that were working with me. And so we had, all I had to do really is show up in the community to like, you know, message people, like communicate with them. Right. Um, and then I would show up for a monthly like call. Um, cause we had everything else pre-done. We had our themes, we had all the trainings kind of all set up, thankfully. Um, I wouldn't do it the same now. I would not do all of that ahead of time now. Um, but I was really, really thankful and grateful that I did that when we did it at that time. But after a year, and I think it was like a year and a half, I just couldn't do it anymore. It was so that first year in, in with London and her cancer was just so incredibly hard. And, you know, people say, well, you're strong and you know, whatever. And I, it, it's, it's like, I had to be, you know, there, we didn't, we didn't have a choice. It was just like, get in, do it and figure it out. And people say, well, how did you keep your business during that time? Right. Cause I don't know how you would, I, I, I still get that question. How do you, how did you do it? And how do you do it now that everything, um, my business has always been, I guess, a coping mechanism for me. And I talk to my therapist about this every week. I'm like, I'm still not sure if that's a good or a bad thing, but <laughs> I would at night when I would be scared that she wasn't going to make it through the night, which was quite often, I would be on my computer with my community and I would be doing things because it allowed me to do something else and not be just fully just worried and it allowed me to keep my spirits up, honestly, um, because people would always say, wow, you guys are just like, you're really, you've been really positive through this whole journey. And I think that's a choice, right? Um, and I think it's also my experience. I had a lot of support from my business community. I had a lot of support from, you know, local and family and my husband and I and our kids and, and I'm grateful for that, but I know not everyone has that. And so I just say like, there's no shame if that's not the path you can take. If you can't be like, I'm going to keep going on in my business and I'm going to be positive and I'm going to think positively like that doesn't, you can't always do that. Nor was I able to do that. Right. Like I'm a human being, right. It wasn't like I was always positive, but anyway, as we went through, I think I learned to what needed to go. And at the end, eventually the membership had to go. It was just too much to, to, to do even with a team. Wow. I mean, that's, that's some insight. And, you know, you know, if you feel comfortable talking about, you know, London and, you know, um, that is no problem. You can definitely talk about like, cause I know that you are, and you said it's a, but uh, like a yeah. little bit of, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I will share. Yes. Yeah. So this February, uh, London passed away suddenly we were not, we did not know this was going to happen. She, um, went in for her scans in January and, um, basically, and she's been, we've been, we've been battling cancer for six years. So she's been in remission a few times and she's just, you know, Linda, cause you've shared, you've followed the story, but if you don't know my daughter, she's just 
like an she is an amazing kid. She was such an amazing kid and basically a 30 year old in a 15 year old body who had the spirit of a nine year old still because that's when she was diagnosed. And she just had so much to give to the world, but was very aware of, you know, like what the restrictions around her were because of the diagnosis. And um, she, yeah. So in, in, in January, we went in, um, they said the cancer was back and it is covering her whole body and that um, she had two weeks to two months to live. And wow. I will tell you that point, my husband and I, it never crossed our mind that this was, this could possibly even happen. We just didn't allow it to, to be in our head. Um, whether good or bad, I don't make, maybe naive, I don't know, but we just didn't think about it in that way. You know, we knew that we could go through more radiation and more, and there was always something and London did like, she did not, it wasn't trial, but she did, um, cancer treatments that no one else in Arizona had done yet. And like, they were so awful. Like, oh my gosh. Uh, so many times that we're just, I, we thought we, like we were scared of like what could happen, but again, never did we think we were going to lose her. We just didn't. And within a week and a half, she passed away. And it was, of course, as any parent knows, whether you've been through it or not, devastating. Like it was, it has been and will be the hardest thing I've had to ever endure. Um, and you can't prepare for that, especially when you are given a week's, basically a, a week's notice that um, you're going to be losing your child. And so, yeah, this year has been another year. I think in 2020, when I, I also had another child, when I was in my forties, Lavender, we had London and then Lane in the middle, our son, and then Lavender and Lavender came um, right when COVID started and I was homeschooling and I, we had, my husband and I both have businesses and we had just moved and um, London was back in, in, in cancer treatments again. And so all this was happening. And so that was like a really pivotal year in the, in the business. And I kind of, I stopped taking clients at that time. I still had clients that I was working with, but I stopped taking more. Um, and I kind of had an identity crisis at that point. Cause I was like, what am I, I without being an entrepreneur? So that was a whole thing. And then of course this year it's like, wow. Okay. Um, I think the hardest thing for me is I have so much more time, but knowing why I have that time to work in my business and and do things in my business is like gut-wrenching as well. So, you know, a lot of therapy, a lot of grieving and healing have been going on this year. But I think for me, and this is not for everyone, but for me, I think sharing her story is honoring her. And she was an entrepreneur too. She was about ready to launch a shop. Um, she was definitely creative. She had an online shop she was getting ready to launch. And um, I think, you know, just any way that I can get the message out. And I think it comes back to really what, when I work with people, business owners is making sure that your business is aligned with your life. And that can change from season to season. Right. And I, I know that cause I had to go through it, but almost everybody that I work with well, everyone I would say that I work with has been in different seasons too. And so it's not about the tactic or the strategy. It's like, where are you at in your life? What do you want for yourself and your business? 
And how can we, what can we do? What are the things, the strategies we can use that are going to align with where you want your business to be? Before um, we move forward, I just want to say, you know, I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you. There really are no words. There's nothing that can really fill that gap or, you know, you know, I, I've had a loss in my family and it's nothing compared to, you know, that you're losing a child, but I know I went through a moment that I didn't want them to be forgotten, you know? And so I truly, when you said that, you know, talking about it was you honoring her. I really felt that, you know? So, So thank you for honoring, you know, her story and, you know, and just, you know, keeping her alive in a sense. Yeah, for sure. And then that's, I think that's, um, I think that's my biggest fear, honestly, that people will forget her. Yeah, that was, yeah, that that hit me. So, you know, thank you so much for for sharing that. And I think it's also a, a testament onto the wealth of knowledge that you have because others, I don't know, like would be just, like that, you know, like he says, devastating. It's, you know, um, you know, losing a loved one and then losing a child. You know, losing a child. I don't even like to say it. You know, yeah, it's hard. and I know it's hard. It's harder thing for other people than it is. I want to say for harder than it is for me. But I think I've done so much therapy around it that I'm able to talk about it in a way that I cry to my therapist every week. So I get my crying out then. So I don't cry about it now, but I, yeah, it's hard to talk about no matter what. And I, you know, I'm a person that I don't believe in like levels of grief or, and I mean that in terms of like the circumstances, right? Like we've all had things happen to us, whether it be you lost a loved one or you lost your business or you're not, are you, you're burnt out. Like there's all these things. And especially as mamas, we are, there's so many levels. And then there's, you know, there's a whole bunch of systematic levels that go on top of that. Right. And so I, I think we all just have to go. What I love about you and what you have is that what I didn't have when I was starting my business, my first business, and really kind of my second business is especially with other mothers that were entrepreneurs, that was really difficult. Cause I didn't have other people. Like I didn't come from a family that were entrepreneurs. I didn't have really friends that were entrepreneurs. My friends became, you know, entrepreneurs in my life on the online business space became my friends. But I love that you you have that community because I think community is so important. And, and I had that community in a different way and started a community. And I think that community has grown in, in different ways. Like I don't have the Facebook group and all that stuff anymore. But but I think that, that there's so much power and I don't know, the, the community portion of it is such a is such a huge deal. So I love that you have that for for people. Oh yeah. It, you know, how all things, how all good things start is from your own needs. Yeah. Right. There's a part that you said about you had an identity crisis and I feel like we should talk a little bit about that. So what happened there? Yeah. I've been talking a lot about this because I, so many people resonate with it. So I think for me, I never really was, I mean, I went into law and I did that for like the work to the law firm for a year and a half. But other than that, 
I've always been an entrepreneur. So, I mean, obviously before when I was, I, I worked since I was 15. So before that, clearly, you know, I was, I worked for other people, but once I graduated from law school and then, um, quit the, quit the law firm, I, I've been on my own. I've done my own thing. And so for 20 years, I've been an entrepreneur and for me, that meant I was always like, I thrive on marketing strategies and like how to get clients and, you know, how to line your business and how to grow it and how, if you want to sell it and how to exit and all these, you know, business partners, all these things like that fires me up. It's what I'm really good at. I love it. But in 2020, when I had my daughter and it was the first week of the lockdown here in the States. So I was in the hospital. Um, could, my husband and I were the only ones that could be there. We couldn't leave the room. We couldn't leave for food. Like we didn't know. And this, we didn't, of course, didn't know this was happening. Yeah. Um, and I had just had just had a retreat too. So I had just had a business retreat that I had hosted like three weeks before that. And we all kind of got feeling well after, because one of the members had been on a cruise and she, then she came to my retreat. And then all of a sudden, I don't know that she was like the person that did it, but we all kind of felt sick afterwards. Well, I think we all had COVID, which we didn't know it at the time. Oh. But anyway, we, I then had lavender and we were in the hospital. And then we had right before that, no, right after that, we moved to not far, but still a whole house full of stuff we had to move. And my daughter had just, London had just, um, that Christmas before had just, uh, relapsed. And so we were back into, in a treatment. And then I was, I was thrown into homeschooling my kids, which London, we had homeschool because she really couldn't attend school, but my son, I had to homeschool him too. And I was doing all plus running my business. My husband's running his business. We're all at home together. I know we all have levels of this, but like we were, we were still having to take London to all the treatments and all that stuff. Anyway, it was so much for me. And I was like, I got to figure this out. I can't do all this. I am not superwoman, And I don't want to be like, I don't want to wear that badge on my shoulder anymore. And I felt like into that point, a lot of times I have, I just take care of people. I, you know, as moms, we, we get a lot and we'll, okay, I'll do it. Like, yep, I'll take it on. And you I was know like, what's incredible on top of all of that laundry and dishes. Oh, that was <laughs> a whole other thing. Yes. That was a whole other thing. Cause yeah, we didn't, we have a nanny now who helps us Thank goodness. But at the time we didn't have any of that. So it, it was just so much like more than, and all of us like went through that in a, in a, whatever level you were at. Right. Yeah. That year was so intense. And I was like, okay, I cannot. The other thing is I was marketing myself all the time, Facebook lives, Instagram lives, like my face is everywhere. I'm doing podcasts. I'm doing all the things. And I was like, I can't do this. I physically cannot do this anymore like this. I cannot do this. So what I did is I just said, I'm not taking any more clients. And I was like, oh my gosh, when you're ha when you've just had a new baby and you've moved into a house that the mortgage is like three times the amount of the last house, I need money. Like I can't, I can't not take clients, but I was like, I can't do this. So we're going to have to figure it out. Um, cause again, I'm homeschooling my kids. So I'm now a teacher. <laughs> this is just like, what is happening? 
So during that time, yeah, that's when the identity crisis happened. And I, and what it was, was I'd always been an entrepreneur. And I was like, again, I didn't stop my business. I still had it. I still had my clients. I just didn't take any more on. And during that time, I felt so awkward. I felt like people were ripping me apart. Like nobody was doing anything, but internally, who are you without this business? What you don't, you're not going to market. Is anyone going to even remember you? Like these were the thoughts that were going through my head daily. What are you going to do? No one's going to remember where you, when you come back, you know, you, this is a world of social media. If you're not showing up every day, it isn't going to work for you. If you're not emailing, if you're not doing all the things and I had to do a lot of therapy around it of like, wow. And I think it's, we do this as moms too. We do, who am I without being a mother? Because it's so, that's, you, you're, you're a caretaker, right? You're a nurturer. And I've had to do that with motherhood too. Like, who am I? I'm 46. Who am I and what do I want? I don't, I didn't know that anymore. I had lost that human being. First of all, first of all, you look amazing. <laughs> like what thank you yes oh my gosh like if you're you know I don't know where this is gonna be I know it's gonna be on the podcast but if you can see how she looks gorgeous or like like spectacular but um yeah I you know I went through a moment there was a season that I went through that I had those negative thoughts and you know what I did because it was it was very very weird it was just like you know, just these negative, negative thoughts. And what I did was I started doing affirmations. Mm, I started mm-hmm. listening to affirmations. I mean, I went yeah. hardcore because it was just, I felt like it was a, a like a, a spiritual attack. I, I just yeah. felt like it was too much negative. I was like, this, what is going on? Yeah. And so I battled it with, you know, with the word and with just positive affirmations, the, you know, like declarations. Yeah. And, I kept doing that, kept doing that. And then there was one point that I stopped and then a negative thought would come up and then guess what happened? An affirmation would pop up fighting yeah. that negative thought. I was like, that is the power of speaking positive and keep on repeating positivity to you. So when that negative thoughts, you know, that's not, oh, wait, that's not me. That is, yeah. that is something else. And yeah. you can come that was, that was one of the most incredible moments that I've ever experienced. I was like, what? It was, it was crazy. It was wild. Ego, ego can really play into all that. Right. And I don't, I'm not, I don't consider myself like an egotistical person at all, but we all have that ego part of us, right. That likes to doubt and fear and all these things of you, if you don't do it, if you're not doing more and if you're not pushing and hustling and all this stuff and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, it's also the systems within the world that make that happen too, right? That's not just ego, but that's a part of it. And I thought, okay, I, this isn't good. And the year before in 20, like at the beginning of 2019, I had really started doing a lot of healing work on myself, um, a lot of unlearning of things. And then of course, 2020 was even another whole layer of that in so many ways. But I think for me, it was in the online business world, it was the unlearning of what I had been taught you had to do to be an online business owner. And that's really good. And you know what? Speaking on being an online business owner, I want to yeah. go into like, what strategies are you going to be doing in 2024? Like, yeah. how are you pivoting your business? Because you said you don't have your Facebook group anymore. Yeah. That's no, wild. That's that 25,000 peeps. 
Yeah, no, I, um, I shed a lot of those things, but so what I'm focusing on in 2024, um, I have my podcast, which is your savvy business with Heather Crabtree. And then I, this year started an online business magazine called business minded. So that's been super fun. That's a quarterly digital magazine that I do. And then, um, we're doing more articles. So the blog, um, and I think you'll see a lot of that. I think you're going to see a lot more long form content coming back. Um, I will be on Instagram because that's where I am. And then we're going to pour more into LinkedIn. I've been kind of playing around with LinkedIn more this year. Um, and, and then, uh, bringing back YouTube but in a different way. I, I started YouTube the beginning of this year. Um, I had a YouTube strategist that I work with and I loved him, Jamar, but with everything that happened at the beginning of the year, I just, it was too much. I couldn't do, I felt like YouTube was not an easy thing to do. And so recently I just had a call with him on how to make it low lift. He talks about low lift marketing and integrated marketing and um, we talked about how to do YouTube with my podcast in the magazine and the blog and have this like ecosystem is what I want for my, for all the things I'm doing. And basically it's creating one thing and then just repurposing it for the different, you know, things. I think so many times as business owners, we look at them in silos. And so we look at Instagram, we looked at LinkedIn, we looked at our email marketing, you know, um, what whatever the different aspects are. And we don't look at them in an integrated marketing way. And I think when you're, when you do that, it's, you're able to not put, you know, additional effort that you don't need to put into it, but still be on different things. Now I can't be everywhere. And so we'll see how I work YouTube probably won't be happening at the beginning of the year, but that is something I want to work in. I'm going to be doing some digital products that I haven't done. I haven't done that for a long time. So um, I'm bringing those in. Um, I have a shop. We have our first digital project product, which is called um, how to create your signature framework, which I use. I have a whole training around of how to use that to market your business. And I think a lot of people don't look at it that way. So I have that. And then um, in the fall I'll do, I have a thrive mind, which is a three month thrive mind called your success squad. So, um, you come in and I help you during that. And then consulting just one-on-one -on -one. I'm doing a lot of one-on-one, -on -one, which is what I love. I love relationships. I love like really deep diving into business with people and having this ongoing relationship with them. But the cool thing about how I offer consulting is it's a monthly. So kind of think of it as a subscription, um, or people might say retainer, but you can cancel it at any time, uh, but you get to work with me on a monthly basis and you get one-on-one. -on -one. So you get one-on-one -on -one access to me through Slack and I review all your stuff. And then we have monthly calls and that is just so, I think we're going to see a lot more going back to that, to one-on-one, -on -one, to done for you services. I think we kind of got a, a lot of people got away from that. And I think, um, I think you're going to be a, see a mix, but I think you're going to see a big return this year to a lot of done for you one-on-one -on -one services. I think people are not only because I think people are wanting that, um, specific personalized individual attention, which of course, you know, you have to pay more for that's the thing. Um, but for those that can't afford that, they also, I think we're going to see 
uh, an evo we were seeing an evolution of courses and uh, masterminds and programs and how those were run before. I don't think those can be run the same anymore. Like you can't be the the leader of it and then not show up hardly, right? I've seen a lot of kind of like people getting angry at other people's marketing. <laughs> Have you seen that? People like calling yeah. people out. I've seen a lot of that in the sense of like the way that certain people promote. And I think that's why you're saying like, we're going to see a lot of more maybe done for you services and one-on-one and like more connection, right? More, yeah. um, because a lot of people just slap some stuff together <laughs> and yeah, it was, and it, it has been easier to do that and be able to, you know, and I think I, for me and for the people that I work with, and I, I know for probably you too, it, we get to a certain point in our business and we've, we've done a lot. And for me, it's like, how can it be, how can we simplify this? Like, I don't need to do all the things in all the ways. The cool thing is I know how to teach that stuff for if you want, if, if I think, or if we agree that that's a great strategy for you and that's what you want to do. So whether it's, you know, like you say, you have a challenge, whether you're doing the challenge, whether you're doing summits, where you're doing webinars, whether you're going back to, you know, whether it's just discovery calls, whatever it is, the question we need to be asking is, does this align with our life? And does the fit business that we're setting up or that we're evolving into fit within that life? Because if it doesn't, it's never going to be fulfilling. It just won't. And, and then we just keep wanting more thinking that the business is going to, the business is a problem when in, in fact you haven't, it's you having not set up the business properly for the lifestyle that you want. Right. And so what is the business model? And that may need to change. And there's a lot of things that you have to think about. And I think as, a, as, as an entrepreneur, we have to have, we have to do more of the critical thinking and being versatile. It's one of my core values of critical thinking and versatility. Um, we have to do more of that. We, we, we got too much into the, let's just follow what everybody else does or so-and-so who has a big name, you know, is a big name in the industry. They said, you have to do it that way. And so we're going to do it that way. But does that way work for you? If it doesn't, it doesn't matter if they made millions of dollars off of it. And furthermore, can we stop saying like, get to six figures and seven figures? Oh like my, that's what people, that's the marketing that people are like done with. Like, we don't want to hear that. <laughs> like, It's not against having six figures or seven figures, but if that's all you're using to marketing yourself, there's yeah. an issue there. Because yeah. let's be honest, those numbers sometimes, a lot of times are not adding up or don't mean what people think they mean. It doesn't mean this person, it could, it could, sometimes it does. But a lot of times it doesn't mean that person had a million dollar year. It's oh, just, yeah. there's so much I like, versus, year, right? <laughs> yeah. let's yeah. peel back the layers and really like be honest and grow sustainable businesses based off of strategies that feel good and work and then, you know, it depends. Do you want to, do you want to sell your business? Do you want to exit strategy? Do you want to have this business for the rest of your life? Then you need to set it up differently. And so we can't just follow people's strategies. We can use those strategies to go, okay, I like that part of it. Let me, let me put that in, in as the, you know, as part of my business, but that's not the, it's just not going to work like, oh, that exactly what that person does. I'm going to just do it. And that's going to, I'm going to make a million dollars. It doesn't work like that. No, no. And, and if you're chasing the cash, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I mean, 
that's just a bonus right just I, that's yeah. how I feel about it like that's a bonus because really I want to do something fulfilling that's how I feel that's yeah. how I approach my business and I totally believe that too but I think we've also been led to believe that we shouldn't care about like we don't have to be careful we don't have to care about the money especially as women like just we <laughs> want to do we want to serve like right no we should be we, we Money is a tool. Money is a tool. It's not bad. Money is not bad. (laughs) Money is definitely a tool. But what I'm saying is that you can get caught up with that shiny penny syndrome, right? Oh, this person has created six figures. I want six figures for my business. I'm going to do exactly what they do. And a lot of people are not transparent on how they're doing, how they diversify their income streams you know, and how they're, how they're receiving, how they're pitching and making those deals and sealing and closing those sales. And, you know, some people have way different as the referrals, there's pitching, you know, there's even code pitching, you know, believe it or not, the people yeah. you think that are not even code pitching, they're code pitching. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many ways. I just think that when we peel back the layers of the onion, right, we start to see, and this is not like poking at everyone. This is just saying, let's just be honest with where we are. And when you, when we have that integrity for our businesses, right, you're going to, you're going to interact with the right kind of people. Because if you're saying, if your marketing comes off in that way, and you're attracting those people that want that, but that's not your beliefs, there's not going to be an alignment there. And you're going to struggle with your business because that's not going to be fulfilling for you. So it's not just about not following what everyone else is saying, right? But it's also about, well, that's really, that's not fulfilling for you. And that's the whole point, right? That it's not the only thing, right? You want your clients, but you also want it to work for you as as a business owner, whether you're thinking of growing it really big or keeping it small. Yeah, because all of it is kind of like requires your time. Yeah, scaling, whether you're going to be go, 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 because this season of my life, I was go, 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 go. And I was like, I'm not doing that for this next. This is why this is the last episode of the season of December 20. uh, No, yeah, 2024. We're in December 4th. And thank you so much, Heather, for for being a part of this. And if there is one thing that you can leave our audience with, what would it be? Yeah, I think really figure out what it is you want for your business and how to grow a sustainable business, something that is long lasting, if that's what you want. Um, If you, you know, if you want to sell it and build it to sell it, that's something different, but build it with the intention and having the impact that you want, right. And fulfilling your, the clients and serving your audience and your community, but also making sure I think looking at it, so you look at as a whole, as I like to say, an ecosystem, that it's really in alignment with with you as an individual and, and the life that you want for yourself and, and those within your business. Amen. And where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me at heathercrabtree.com or if you're on Instagram, you can find me at Heather Business Coach. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a chance, stop by the website at lindabendable.com. Sign up for the Blog Cure, which is an awesome, awesome course that I created that will help you set up your blog or take your blog to the next level. 
and join us over at Monetizing Mompreneurs Facebook group. I just want to say again, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.